0: Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at fears podcast at gmail.com if you enjoy what you hear on beers and bible please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast billy currington summed it up well when he said god is great fear is good and people are crazy so let's join our host michael and Andy for this week's discussion Welcome to episode number 121
1: of the Beers and Bible podcast. I am Anthony and I am Michael and we are excited and happy to be recording another episode. We of are the Beers and Bible podcast. It's been a long week. Did that feel weird me doing it that way? No, it okay. was great okay i've i've been meaning to do it for the last uh like 20 episodes (laughs) and just always chicken out right at the end so oh it happens it happens your your yellow is starting to come out so it's a good thing some people don't know what that means but if you know (laughs) what that means well then you know exactly what he's talking about (laughs) if you know you know that's right um anthony what's going on with you man
0: Oh man, it, I'll tell you what, um, it's been a good week, but it has been an incredibly busy week, and just, I am so glad that it is almost over, not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, I so, feel ya.
0: Busy, my wife and kids are out of town tonight because they, uh, her grandmother passed uh, mm-hmm. this week, and so they're up there with family. I wasn't able to go because I had two or three other kind of things happening this week that I was like, i i really can't reschedule these things and so i i just kind of i had to back out and send everybody my love via telephone phone calls and stuff like that so Mm. but you know it, it is what it
1: is sometimes life just happens busy week for me how about your week man what's going on with you uh well uh let's see this past sunday uh we went to the race down in atlanta it was that that was a, a guy's trip with me and my my the guys on my side of the family yeah um i have a little man up. like it oh he loved it it was we went last year um he enjoyed it again this year nice um, and there, there's just a lot more people this year because i guess covid's not a thing anymore <laughs> can i Do say you, that speaking of what, hang on, hang can on can i say that on.
0: Yes, you can. So uh, if you follow John Christ on Facebook, I was flipping through Facebook earlier today and I mm-hmm. saw a thing where he was in Portland yeah. doing a doing a show and he started telling COVID jokes and everybody was laughing. Apparently, like, you know, John Crist fans apparently are the same all, all the time. And so he made the joke and he's like, you know, uh, so is COVID still a thing? here in portland because it's not
1: anywhere else right <laughs> and
0: i was like dang that yeah. was awesome <laughs> I've, I've seen the
1: clip i have but I, i've seen the clip but i haven't watched the clip if you know what yes I mean. so you should watch it it's funny i'm i may so but yeah uh we had a, a blast on sunday um enjoyed it just a long day um mm-hmm. and then this week at work we had some guys some of our out of town team was in town for some meetings and stuff and um if you work in a business and you have meetings all week you know that Ugh. That hinders your ability to get your actual job done a little bit. So True. Um, and you know Tuesday morning we had uh, my wife and I we had an appointment to go see um, go have an ultrasound for our baby that's coming here in a few mm-hmm. weeks. Um, yep. got to see him for the first time since uh, December or so I guess. Um, nice. He's doing good, measuring right exactly where he should be. Sweet. Um so we're looking at late May and um I guess we'll talk maybe a little bit about what we're going to be doing podcast yeah, wise we'll, in the next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, we'll do that a little tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll do that some tonight, but um but yeah, like you, I'm ready for the weekend. Uh, my wife and <laughs> I are going to see one of our favorite comedians on Saturday night down in a down in Atlanta. Nice. So uh we've got some exciting things going on this and I mean with the baby coming it's pretty much um I've got to get a little bit of something done around the house <laughs> pretty much every day until he gets here. Yeah. So, or he's going to get here and we're not going to have something ready. So, nesting hits full swing. Oh, I, and I feel like I've been in that phase for two months. Oh, gosh. And I've made no progress. <laughs> That's <laughs> the <know>? worst, man. <laughs> you look around, like, so much has changed. Like, I've rearranged my office, like, we've cleared out some stuff, taken some stuff to storage. Um, and then you look around the house, like, how do we still have all of <laughs> all this, this junk? <laughs> like, like, what the heck? Where so, does it come from? Yeah, it, it multiplies when we're not looking. So that's true. Baby stuff does that, man. I remember when we mm-hmm. had babies, it's just like, where does all this stuff come from? Yeah. So, so we'll be working on that in the next few weeks. And, um, like we kind of just teased, I guess, a little bit there. We've got some stuff planned for the podcast in the next few weeks and months mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that will be a necessary adjustment for reasons so yes. but yes. tonight before we get into that let's talk about our beers for this week
0: yes what are you going to drink since you got the cool beers
1: okay so yeah my uh, beer drop my ne- my next beer drop came in this week and the beers in it are phenomenal I can't wait to try uh, three or four of them like I don't think I'm going to have an experience well maybe the, the one that may be an experience like a one Luther beer. I'm hoping that none of the beers <laughs> are that bad. If one is going to be, it's the one I'm going to drink tonight, but I'm, I kind of have, I have medium hopes for it. Medium not high hopes. High hopes, not low hopes. <laughs> um, so tonight, I'm drinking the uh, Slow Pour Pilsner from Bierstadt Lager, Lagerhaus. Ooh. Um, they are based you in, I believe have to I saw say that with a German accent. You do. And they're based in Denver, Colorado. Um, of course they are. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> And you're right, because I just realized everything from Beardrop has come from Colorado, it feels like. <laughs> um, so this is a German Pilsner, uh, 5.1 ABV. There's no IBUs listed on untapped. Um, and here's the description on untapped. Um, if you're okay with me saying uh, a four-letter word, I'm going to – It's not one of the bad ones, like the terrible okay. ones. So um, not in everything in your life has to be in a damn hurry. Try our northern german spired Pills. It is strikingly pale, crisp, and bitter. It is softly malty, aromatic, and crushable. Really, this beer is the reason we brew anything. We take 30 hours to make this on the brew day and then lager it until anyone with normal any normal sense of perspective would say enough already. <laughs> um, if you're at the bar and it takes a little longer than normal, go with it. It's called slow pour for a reason. If it gets to you without the head above the rim of the glass, then we have failed you. That's a good description. It is. It's That's probably a really good description of the, a beer. <laughs> it's probably the best description I've ever seen for a beer on Untapped. Honestly, yes. Most of yes. the time, Untapped is like, it's a uh, fruit flavored sour. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so, but yeah, I have a uh, the Slow Pour Pilsner from Bitterstadt Lagerhaus. She, you watch your mouth, son. <laughs> that's the best German accent I have. I'm sorry. Um, so that's what I've got. Anthony, Sweet. what are you drinking? So
0: tonight I'm going back to Yellowhammer Brewing here in Huntsville, Alabama, and I have the T minus Tangerine Kolsch Kolsch K O L S C H. Here's how they describe it. They have a pretty good one, too. It says, T-minus is inspired by the famous powdered orange drink sent to the spa- sent to space with America's first astronauts. Notes of tangerine brighten the palate uh, and pair wonderfully with the clean, fresh uh, style of the German Kolsch. So, tangerine-flavored, Kolsch, German beer. Should
1: be fun. I yeah. also have medium hopes, not high hopes or low hopes. Well, I, I mean... Between you and me, based on the weeks we've had, maybe these will both just be tasty to us. Yeah, just because we need something to like launch us into the weekend. I don't know. That's I'm, right. I'm, I don't know what I'm, I'm trying to justify. <laughs> maybe overrating this one already, without even having opened it, so I don't even know what it smells like. So, well, there's
0: only one way to find out, and that's to crack them open and drink them. Let's do it. So let's do it. Here we go. Three two one crack okay this one doesn't really have a smell that's kind of
1: odd this one smells just like beer just straight up beer
0: uh oh oh geez this one looks like straight up beer
1: now that I've poured it it has a little bit more smell So I'm using, um, have you ever seen these like hand-carved wooden can koozies? I have. They have like, mine's, this has like uh, shells, like gun shells in the bottom. I've got another one with a guitar pick in the bottom. It's hard to tell how much beer I have left in my glass, in my can, because of the weight of the koozie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm always like, I don't, anyway, so there's a, there's a Pilsner for you. Dude, yours looks almost exactly like mine. Yours has a little more color. It does. That smells pretty. Not good, much. Though. That smells like a just a run of the mill. I mean, so at the race on Sunday, I had a uh, three classic city lagers. Ooh, good one. Uh, I mean, this is kind of what it's reminding me of. Uh oh. Well, that's good. Yeah, maybe a little, a little more in the bitter range, but.
0: Well, let's turn them up and drink them. See how good they are. Let's go. Bottoms up. All right, I have to Google something. Okay. All right, so Colt, I want to know what Colt's beer actually is. Um, it says it's a style of beer originating in Cologne, Germany. Has an original gravity of 11 to 14, specific gravity in appearance. It's, okay, that doesn't really tell me how much. What? <clears throat> it's a hybrid. I don't know... If I don't know what Colts beer... I don't know if it's supposed to be light or not. Like Looking at the pictures of Colts beer, I would assume it's going to be a light-ish beer
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they're all very clear, very kind of mediocre uh, yellow, that kind of yellowish color. Yeah. Because um, I want to I be fair to this thing because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like this.
1: Mm. This is like... Do you not like the like is it what what do you not like about it? Is it okay. the flavor, the texture, like there is what there is with? no
0: hardly any tangerine flavor in this at all. That's sad. It is very sad because I was kind of hoping it was gonna be, you know, citrusy mm-hmm. orange citrusy thing. That it ta it, it honestly it tastes like a regular beer with like um okay, it LaCroix should have named this beer. That's gotcha. that's the best I can describe that. <laughs> gotcha. You know, if there is tangerine, it's like, oh, some tangerines rolled by the the thing that they were brewing the beer in. <laughs> One guy
1: walked by with a basket of tangerines yes. as, the, as that beer was being canned. Man, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's about good.
0: what it feels like. So I don't like if this is just a regular Colch beer, then maybe it's good. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had one, but it's just, I mean it it honest, it feels like or it tastes like they just put the rinds of the tangerine in the in the beer and then brewed it and then pulled it back out. Mm. That's what it tastes like. I'm I'm not really impressed with this beer. And I'm I'm going to be mean. I'm going to give it two luthers. Dang. Because because it's just i don't know it's just not good it's not it's not tasty it's not terrible i mean it i don't want to give it one because i feel like how light whatever that was a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. like it was it was a special kind of bad i don't know that i would pour this out right but i'm just not like it it literally tastes like just regular beer that somebody accidentally dropped something into
1: mm Man, that's, that's no fun.
0: It's not, and you know what's funny is I bought it because Yellowhammer was so, like, I, there's been a couple of Yellowhammers I've given five Luthers to, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of hopeful about this, but I don't know. Two Luthers is, is as far as I'm going tonight.
1: Wow. See, when, as I, okay, so I went back and looked. I have actually, this is crazy to think, this is the 121st episode of our podcast. I have never yes. done a Pilsner. Oh, well, you have it. You have done two Pilsners. I have never done a Pilsner. Oh, wow. I figured we had done a couple more than that. I mean, un- unless I didn't search right in our sheet here, but if I search Pilsner, I've got the one for tonight. You did the orange blossom Pilsner. Uh-huh. Um. The week I did James and the above-average peaches. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Grolch Pilsner the week I did raspberry wow. So, That's right. I mean, pilsners haven't been uh, on our podcast much. So, maybe this is an acquired taste thing. Um the flavor's pretty good. It's really light and crisp. Um it's got that extra bit of bitter like the description said it would have. Mm-hmm. Um I actually looked it up. A German-style pilsner is uh more bitter or has a more bitter earthy taste. Um For this one, ah, <laughs> um, and it's not bad. It, it it tastes good. The texture's good. The flavor's decent. Um, yeah. it, it is a pretty, you know, just kind of run of the mill, standard lager style beer. Um, mm-hmm. I would not compare it to Yingling in like, I wouldn't say it measures up to Yingling. Um, mm-hmm. but like if you couldn't get Yingling or you couldn't get one of the big, like this would be a fine substitute, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think, considering all that, considering maybe pilsners just aren't my thing. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna end. Up, this is weird. I'm gonna give it three and a half Luthers. That's oh wow. Two, that's two weeks in a row. That I've given a beer three and a half
0: out of five. Man, you I, I figured you were gonna come in like three or maybe two and a half.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it's not. That, it's not bad. It, it's just yeah. I mean I. would I don't have a lot of experience. I obviously have never had a Pilsner here. Yeah. um, So I don't really know what to expect. And I'm trying to not over... I I don't want it to be... I think three and a half is where it's going to land. Yeah. I I mean... I may change my mind in ten minutes. I don't know. But... (laughs) I mean, flavor's good. Texture's good. uh, Real crisp. Fairly light. Pretty bitter. But not like... Not IPA bitter or or anything like that. So... Um I mean i I don't have any complaints here. it's just a pretty run of the mill beer well good
0: well there you go there's a couple of beers i'm I'm a little let down by the the t minus here um mm-hmm. coming in two Luther's Michael's given three and a half to his Pilsner mm-hmm. which is good yep so the there's some beer reviews, though, but now we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit. Tonight, we're going to talk about discipleship. It's something that we have hit on. Um, really, uh, we hit on a lot in the Philippian study, which I think is why I think we, we kind of bolstered for like, it'd be a good thing to just kind of hammer out mm-hmm. yeah. You know, after, after the Philippian study. So we're going to do that, and then we're also going to give you just a little preview of uh, what we're going to do in the next few weeks. So we're definitely going to be having some uh, interruptions because Michael obviously will be be, uh, stepping into fatherhood again um, with his second baby coming along um, here in the next few months. And so we're just going to talk through the next few weeks with you guys and let you know what we're trying to do and what we're going to be, the content we're going to be trying to put out, and then where we're going after that happens. So... Stick around and we will be right
1: Before we get into our discussion on discipleship that Anthony alluded to, we thought would be a good time to kind of talk through the schedule here coming up in the next um, few weeks and a couple of months, uh, just so you guys, as our listeners, have an idea of where we're going. Um, We respect and honor your guys' time Mm -hmm. and your commitment to listening to our podcast, and so we want to make sure you guys know what's going on in the life of Mm -hmm. our podcast. Um, So, like Anthony said... um, our schedule is going to be shifting around a little bit. Um, We're going to uh, release episodes throughout the month of April. Um, This episode tonight is releasing on April 1st, and it's not Mm -hmm. a joke. (laughs) Um, And we will release episodes um, on Fridays throughout the month of April. So um, our last episode before we take a short break will be released on April 29th. And uh, we're going to take. Uh, that we're going to take the month of May off to, uh, refresh, rejuvenate, um, kind of get all of our ducks in a row as far as where we're going from there. Um, mm-hmm. and we're, and it's not to say like we're waiting till the end of April to have a plan. We already have our plan. We just need to make sure we get everything set in place, um, yes. for when we come back. So there will be no, we won't release any episodes, uh, throughout the month of May. Um, during that time, um, uh, We'll be doing some recording. We'll be doing some uh, some other things to prepare for um, the next series that we're going to be going through. Um, on June 3rd uh, will be the first episode of our next series, and um, that that is going to be a four-week series through a book uh, called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. Um, Anthony will probably be doing that mostly solo. He, we may have some guests on it. I may make. I may show up. We don't really know mm-hmm. how things are going to go um, with that. Um, my baby is due, or our baby is due, um, May thirty first, and so just depending on where that falls, will determine how available I'm going to be. Um, and you know, we haven't we haven't nailed down guests or anything, so. If you think you'd like to be a, on the Bears Bible podcast, reach out to us. <laughs> Send us a message. We Send might have message. you on. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. Um, yeah, we're going to go through a book called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, um, you know, we've gone through four different books of the Bible, um, mm-hmm. verse by verse, you know, chapter by chapter, beginning to end. Um, and we really feel like it'd be a good idea as a podcast to. Um, Equip our people, or equip our listeners—not our people, but equip our listeners—to um, understand how to how to get the most out of reading the Bible, yeah. As they can, um, and this this is a great resource that Anthony has found on um, this "How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth." So, if you um, are on uh, Scribed or Kindle or Amazon, it you know go try to find it in a bookstore or whatever. So you can follow along because we think yeah. it'd be a great resource. Um, after we conclude that, um, the plan is to resume our regular schedule on July 1st. So July 1st, we'll begin our series that the How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth will set up, which is How to Read the Bible Book by Book. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, walkthrough, um, pretty much every single book of the Bible per episode for – a while, yeah. Um, it it's
0: gonna be if uh, so. I'm currently reading through the book, and and what we're gonna do the, the goal of this is to basically give you a thirty thousand foot view of each book of the Bible, mm-hmm. and and sh- and show you how different books correlate to each other. Um, draw lines so that you can see how you know prophets linked to the Kings and the Chronicles and all this kind of stuff and, and the gospels tie together. And, and when you do, when we do something like this, because this is, I mean, this is a really big, hefty project that we're, that we're trying to put together here. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a lot of work, but, but we want to do it well. And that's part of the reason that we're going to take the break. Um, because we, uh, in going through the books, of the Bible that has been great. It's been wonderful, but, I I found this book and I was like, oh my gosh! I wish I'd have found this book, you know, a year ago when mm-hmm. we started doing books of the Bible because yeah. I think I would have done this first and then started going through books of the Bible, right? Um. So, but you know, we're gonna spend a week on each book of the Bible. So I mean, we're we're legitimately gonna be doing you know fifty five or sixty weeks worth of of podcasts here just in this one book, right? And, and so so when we said. When when we say batten down for the long, it's gonna be a long series. This is gonna be a really long series. <laughs> yeah, if you've
1: been with us from the beginning, you'll remember our very first series, which was um, JI Psychology. Mm-hmm. and we were in that one for a very very long time, and it felt yeah weird when we got out of it just because we'd been in it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling this is gonna be the same way. I mean, it, well, it'll take a couple of weeks to kind of get into the rhythm of how we're gonna present. Uh, the information um, and we're going to try as long as the infor- I mean I haven't uh, started reading the, I'll, I'll be honest I haven't started reading the <laughs> the book yet um, but you know if the information is pr- similar throughout for each book of the Bible yep. which I assume it <clears throat> is because that would make yep. sense um, then our format and our rhythm and everything we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get that hashed out and we'll try to be consistent um, in how we present the information that we're going through together so, that's our plan. That's gonna that take great.
0: us. That's <laughs> gonna take us all the way through. Um, probably,
1: I would bet that it's gonna
0: take us through most of twenty twenty three. Um,
1: yeah, with the uh, with how we usually take, you know, because we're gonna take know, a couple of breaks in there too. Well, we'll take a couple. You know, we'll take a probably a three or four week break at the beginning of the year. We'll take. Mm-hmm. We may take a break at the beginning of the summer. I mean, we're not gonna. We will commit to complete the project. We'll commit to complete the study. Um, It just may not be in 66 straight weeks. (laughs) That's right. Yes.
0: Because life happens and there may be a week that we miss or something like that. But um, that lets you know, listener, where we're going, what we're doing. Grab those books. Uh, Both of them are on Amazon. Both of them are by a guy named Gordon D. I'll post some links up with this week's episode um, Gordon D. and Douglas Stewart. Um, and they're excellent books. They're excellent mm-hmm. resources. Um, so yeah, grab them, follow us along. We want to encourage you. We hope that the studies that we've already done have been encouraging and, uh, there you go. So tonight though, before we get to this massive study that we're undertaking, we're going to talk about discipleship. Tonight we're going to talk
1: about discipleship. We haven't figured out what we're talking about next week yet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tonight we're going to talk about discipleship. Like Anthony said, we've kind of alluded to it a lot in the book of Philippians, um, and we've brought it up throughout the life mm-hmm. of our podcast, just, you know, having experienced good discipleship and not so good discipleship. Um I'm coming back. I'm sorry, you roll off the screen and I got distracted. So <laughs> um but yeah, but, but having each experienced uh good and bad discipleship, we want to kind of give our give our takes on that. Um and also obviously point back to scripture and, and what the word of God says about mm-hmm. what discipleship is and what it isn't.
0: Yes. Because the Bible is pretty clear on discipleship. Definitely yes. what it is. Um, we, we jotted down. So we're, we're kind of, we're free flowing this tonight. We're not, we don't have notes like we typically do. We have some ideas to basically keep us from rabbit trailing too much. Um, but we're going to focus on two different things and Michael just hit it, what it is and what it is not. Mm -hmm. And so let's start with what it is because that's really going to set up the, what it's not. Yeah. Um, and when we, when we think about discipleship, one of the first things that, 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 kind of comes into my mind um is that discipleship is a commitment it's it's a commitment to brothers and sisters in christ um challenging each other growing each other um holding each other accountable in their personal relationship with christ yeah and and it's you know your church may call it community groups your church may call it d groups your church may call it um pick, you know, whatever life groups or, life groups whatever, or yeah. you know, whatever cool slang term is happening at the moment, and that's what they're called. But it is a small group of people getting together with the purpose of Bible study, personal accountability, and spiritual growth. Yep, I, I think that I would if I had to give it
1: three things, that's the three things that I would give it. Um, I would just want to add that part of that commitment to um. Your spiritual growth and growing in your relationship with Jesus is uh, a commitment to pray for each other, to bear each other's burdens, yeah. to, mm-hmm. um, you know, be there for each other in the when you're on the mountaintops, when you're in the valleys and, and to go to battle by praying for your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. um, with whatever they're whatever they're struggling with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're – the thing is, if you're doing that, you're, you're doing what is commanded in Matthew 28, which, I mean, I would say that, that discipleship is a command. It's a command from God. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, in the Great Commission, go into the nations preaching, teaching, discipling one another, um, making disciples to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. It's, and you can tie that to Acts eight um yeah. the commissioning of the church you know go therefore into all all the world and preaching and teaching and and um you know so it it's a command from god but on the flip side it's also really hard and mm-hmm. and discipleship is not going to be easy and and the kind of the the text that we're going to hover on we're going to spend a lot of time in john and and if you want to study discipleship study the book of john um but in John chapter six, uh, Jesus uh, he's telling some stories. He starts off by feeding the five thousand in at the beginning of John chapter six, and then he's talking to this group, and then he gets down to the end of John chapter six, which is a really long chapter if you've ever ever read it. It's like seventy, almost eighty verses long, seventy-one verses long. Um, and he says this right here, and I thought this is this is really interesting because this is after he's been teaching. And if you pick up John in verse uh, chapter 6, verse 66, it says, After this, which is after all of the teaching that he's just done, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Hmm. And, you know, so many times we hear stories of, or maybe you've been a part of, a group where things just got really real and they got really open and some people got you know, offended, or they just said, "Ah, eh, this is not for me. I'm not doing this." Yeah, um, it is hard, and it's proof. Right, you know, we hear a lot about the twelve disciples.
1: Jesus actually had way more than twelve disciples.
0: Right. It's just twelve are, are really what stuck with him.
1: Yeah, I think we as humans get really uncomfortable with the idea of um people being a hundred percent vulnerable oh yeah with us mm-hmm. and then when we're asked to also be 100% vulnerable it's a i mean it's a big challenge for a lot of people and i think that's why true true discipleship doesn't always happen the way it should because yeah. you have people who are who are do it i mean they're you know daily time in the word yes journaling mm-hmm. yes uh praying yes worshiping together yes praying for each other yes but when it comes down to the like like how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: is there anything that you haven't been telling us? Whatever. I feel like a lot of people are like, nah, I'm I'm I don't wanna tell you all about I don't want to tell you everything. Yeah. You know, like that's that's between me and God and um Well, there's truth to that segment that's between you and God. You can't really be discipled until you've mm-hmm. come, you know until you're all out there. I mean, you're basically yeah. you know, just airing out all your dirty laundry before all these other people. And <laughs> yeah. what you have to trust is that they're going to stick with you despite yes. you airing out your dirty laundry.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about think about Jesus and the disciples. I mean, if you read the Gospels, it's full of disciples sticking their foot in their mouth. I mean, geez Louise, Peter, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter's yeah. like a walking example of his foot in his mouth. Yeah. Um and and Which yet, is a trick because he's got a foot yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> but but still, you know, at one point Jesus says, Peter, you're the rock that I'm gonna build the church on. Yeah. You know, you're you're gonna be I'm the cornerstone and I'm putting you down right beside me. And and yeah. it's
1: you know, and so But but he's also the one that like Jesus says, You'll deny me three times. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, no, Jesus, I'll never deny you. I'll go to the cross with you. I'll, I'll, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then after he gets arrested, Peter's the guy, I mean, it happens exactly like Jesus, like, it's like Jesus knew what was going to happen.
0: I think of those TikToks where it's like, somebody says something and it's like, three minutes later. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, but even in that moment, like, Jesus didn't say, because you're going to deny me, I'm turning my Mm -hmm. back on you and get away from me, like he's saying peter just so you know this is going to happen yeah and it's going to ultimately be for his like jesus's glory mm-hmm. but i'm not going to reject you because of because of what you're doing and so right i think maybe that's the that's probably the big hang up for a lot of people is that if we were to be 100% vulnerable with everybody the we're afraid that the reaction would be mm-hmm. well you're no longer welcome here yeah
0: Because we see
1: I mean we see that in our culture all the time. If you're not exactly if you're not if you don't fit this certain mold, yeah, you're no longer welcome as a part of the group. Yeah. And I mean, I I think part of that comes from our
0: own selves. You know, we reject people who are not exactly in the mold that we want. And so we think we conclude that people are going to be like we are and they're Mm -hmm. going to reject us. Mm -hmm. And so on the flip side of that, part of that is is opening yourself up to that level of vulnerability, but also being willing to let other people open up to that level of vulnerability to you. Yeah. You know, because that's where, that's where the real discipleship model hits the road. The rubber hits the road. Yeah. Is, you know, what are, who are those people in your life that you could call up and be like, hey man, um, I just did this terrible thing, whatever it is, you know, if you're a guy, let's use one of the biggest ones that guys, Hey man, I just spent the last four hours looking at pornography on the internet. You mm-hmm. know, how are you going to respond when that guy calls you and says you to that or who can you call and tell that to and know that the response you're going to get is going to be one that says, okay, man, well, this is terrible. And it's obvious that you sin. So we first thing we've got to do is we've got to repent and we've got to restore Mm-hmm. um and then we got to figure out a way to to work through this yeah um you know and and it's it is a it is a two-way street and and you hit it the nail on the head just a minute ago when you said that that God uses this for his glory all of this is not about you and it's not about me and it's not about us and our egos but it is about God's glory right and you know I think John John 13. Verses 34 through 35 kind of hit they, they really kind of hint around this idea. It's mm-hmm. not exact. Um, and and I you know I stuck them in there as kind of a note because what John's doing here in John 13 is he's talking about Jesus's relationship with the disciples themselves. And you know at the end of 13, he's definitely talking about one of them that's going to betray. Uh, Jesus. And they are, you know, I'm sure they're all looking, no, no, it's not me. It's not me. Um, but you get down to verse 34 and 35 and it says a new commandment. I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another by this. All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And, you know, when we are living the lifestyle that exemplifies love to one another, we are glorifying God the way that Jesus is telling his disciples they should be living. Right. And so that's ultimately how discipleship is for God's glory is when we live a true, open, discipleship-based lifestyle. Yeah. You we, know? We,
1: have, we have to be willing to lay down our lives for our brothers. Uh-huh. And, and, I mean, that may not mean you are – I mean, it does mean this, but it doesn't always mean that you're literally stepping in, stepping onto the front line to protect your brother from harm. Right. But in a spiritual sense, that's exactly what it means. You're you're equipping him. You're praying for him. You're you're doing whatever it takes to prevent him from mm-hmm. falling into. <clears throat> Ruined, and he's doing the same thing for you. Like, it's almost right. like this cyclical thing where, like, you're stepping in front of him, he's stepping back in front of you, yeah, you step back in front of him. Like, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, what does that do? It does bring God all the glory because here are two guys who love each other, who are defending each other mm-hmm. for the sake of their relationship with Jesus, yeah, so that they have a platform. Not, not, a, not a literal platform, but a platform to present the love yeah. of Jesus to others.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you have two or three guys who are in, you know, or two or three girls who are in a relationship like that, who are in a close, vulnerable relationship with, with each other in Christ, mm-hmm. and they're pointing each other back to Christ, you know, what that's going to lead to is, is people are going to notice that, and you may have one guy that's going to come in to the group and be vulnerable and and you know part of discipleship is is being a mentor and part of discipleship is being a mentee. Yeah. And so you have to have that level of trust there that says, "Hey man, come in and be vulnerable and then we're going to talk through this." Yeah. And and you're the guy either doing the talking or you're the guy being talked to, but you have to be willing to either give that or receive that yeah. and say Yes, this is exactly what I needed to hear in my life to help me grow and to help me be a better example of Christ to the world
1: around me. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard it said that um, if you look at your life, you should have a Paul that you look up to and a Timothy you pour into. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have both of those figures at all yeah. in your life. Um and it's really challenging for me because there's there's been seasons of my life where I didn't have a Timothy I was pouring into spiritually, yeah. or I didn't really have a Paul that I was looking up to. So we need we all need to be in us in that place where we have those people where we're being mentored by somebody and mm-hmm. we're pouring into somebody spiritually, yeah. sp- literally spiritually speaking. Yeah. Um, so, and it
0: may be both. Or it may just be one of those, you know, um, there, there's going to be seasons. It's, it's not a, it's not an all the time thing. And there's, there's going to be ebbs and flows in that. And I think that's also part of discipleship is, is the ebbs and flows because, you know, there's going to be times in your life where you just need to be poured into, you know, you need somebody to pour into your life. And so, you know, you, you pray and you ask God, Hey, bring me this person, bring me, I need a Paul, um, and then you're gonna. There's gonna be times where you're so refreshed that you're going. You know what? I need to pour this into somebody. I need to find somebody that I can um, disciple and and teach the word of God to and study the word of God with. And you know, those two might be happening at the same time, or they might be happening at separate times. Yeah. Um. But that is both of those
1: things are going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. um, so, um, so we look at discipleship. We we see that it's part of the means of grace that God uses to sanctify us, right? Yes. We and Anthony and I have talked a lot about mm-hmm. sanctification and justification and, and glorification. <laughs> so, but I mean, but discipleship is the process by which we are sanctified. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well, it's part of the process by which we are sanctified, um, and, and this discipleship process bears the bears fruit in the Christian life. If you look at John 15, uh, verse 16 says, um, You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Um, Bearing, you know, when we think about bearing fruit, it changes the premise of what we ask for from God. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at God as like this genie in a bottle, I need this or I want this or um we need this healing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It changes our perspective to God, whatever your will is, align my will to be like to yeah. be in get, align my will to be sorry. Change my will to be in line with yours. That's how I want to put that. Yeah. Change my will to be in line with yours so that I will be satisfied with whatever the outcome is, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's ultimately your will anyway.
0: Yeah, which ties in with exactly what we talked about and being content in Christ Mm -hmm. and Philippians chapter 4 last week. Yep. Um, You know, when I I have said it before, I think on this podcast I've said it before, and I I make the argument that uh, prayer is not about us changing God or us asking God for things, but prayer Mm -hmm. is more about, What's changing? What is affecting us so that we are conforming our lives more to be in line with what God has basic is given us in His Word? Yeah, you know, and that's where I, I think that's where bearing fruit really plays out because our fruit is displayed through obedience and through character development, and yeah. Um, you see that in the fruits of the spirit in Galatians chapter five. Yeah. And and you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. I always have to rattle those off when I say yeah. Galatians five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but, but that is. So when somebody has the fruits of the spirit, and mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember, you know, we always talk about like there's a list of the fruits of the spirit, and I've got three of them, or I've got two of them, or I I've been equipped like that's not how that works. Like the no. fruits of the spirit <laughs> is not is like if you're a believer in Jesus you will exemplify all of these things yes you will have joy you will have patience you will have faithfulness, you will have gentleness you will mm-hmm. you'll have all the things um, and in order for us to get to that point where we're um, portraying those all those characteristics and all, and all those things we you know we reach that point by being discipled and we are discipled in community. Yes, like the like the process happens best in community. Yes. I would argue that the process doesn't happen outside of community. Um, it's or it's very 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 difficult for it to. Maybe I should yeah. say it that way.
0: It's well, I I would say it happens both in community and not in community because there is there's a personal level of and I mean I well I don't know maybe this is all part of community. There's a personal level of accountability that community brings. That develops your not in community study times, Bible study. You know, you know what I mean. Quiet
1: times. Yeah, but I would also argue that if you if you go through a season when you're in community and you're doing all those things, and then you're in a season out of community, it's very easy to backslide and not. Oh yeah, and not continue to do those things. And so Absolutely. I, w- I would I would say that to continue the discipleship process. You need to remain in community with yes. maybe not the same group of guys or girls or whatever, but at least be held account <clears throat> you gotta be held accountable yes. by somebody.
0: Yeah. You're you're going to be in community with
1: somebody at all times. Yeah. Yes. So I I would say that that it's nearly impossible outside of community. It happens best in community. Yes. So that's
0: what discipleship is. It is a community-based, growing sanctification process. Um, fruits of the spirit, all of those things that we have just discussed. Now, let's hit really highlighting what it is not, because this is going to give some real-life examples. And, and there's, this is where you know we're not going to have a whole lot of scripture because the Bible doesn't say, um, "Don't do this," and don't right. you know, other than the Ten Commandments. Which you know, but it, when in terms of discipleship, the Bible doesn't really give a list of don'ts; it gives a list of do's. Right, and so, kind of out of those do's, here's what discipleship is not. And I'll take the first one because it's it's going to be like you're, especially coming off our discussion on community. Sunday service
1: is not discipleship. Like. <laughs> Being in church on a Sunday, like being in the service on Sunday is not discipleship?
0: Yes. That is not your your biggest form of discipleship. Because if all you do is go to Sunday service, yes, you're in a group, you're in a community, but you're not being held accountable by people. You're not holding people accountable in that group. Um, you're just showing up, especially if you're a part of a large church. Yeah because
1: yeah you can sneak in the back door of a large church real easy like you said earlier tonight it's a two-way street right Mm -hmm. like if you're not contributing to the group it's not a discipleship group that's right and 96 percent of people in a worship service are not contributing to the content of the worship service outside of their presence yes
0: so see our discussion on consumer church from last week
1: So I, I I mean, I 100% agree with that. Especially, you know, I I would say no matter the size of your church, if it's 10 people or Mm -hmm. it's 10,000 people, it's not a discipleship yeah process at that point.
0: Yes, I would agree.
1: Cool. So it's not Sunday service.
0: What else is it not? This is this is a fun one.
1: It's not care groups. Which I'm not really sure what you mean by care groups. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen that term. So, so Why don't you elaborate on that? Yeah, I, I jotted this down. I have an idea of what you mean. Yes, but I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I'm going to let so, you define it and if then you go, adjust my definition accordingly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you go to a group of people. Um, and care groups are not bad. Don't hear what I'm saying. Care groups are not bad. But if you go to a group of people to basically just kind of off your feelings and say, you know, and and, and this again, I'm not saying they're bad, but Alcoholics Anonymous is not a discipleship
1: group. Okay, so recovery groups, recovery not groups, discipleship.
0: yes. You know, um, you know, whatever it is that you go to, where it's people that you may or may not have met, and they change every week, and they. But you go and you kind of do this ritualistic um, mm-hmm. confession esque type thing. Yep. That that's what
1: I'm calling care groups. I gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's like you said, it's a commitment, right? Um, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of these groups, a lot of the good discipleship groups I've been a part of, when we started, there was a understanding that it was a twelve month commitment, or there yeah. or there was a time period that mm-hmm. we were going to commit to meet. Once a week or once a month or, or, you know, we were in a group text and we were supposed to interact with each other every couple of days just to make sure we were, you know, still doing all the things we needed to be doing. Yeah. With care groups and recovery groups or whatever, however you want to put it, like you said, if the people are always changing, then you're, then you're having to reintroduce yourself. You're, you're, (laughs) you're taking a tiny step forward and then eight steps back when new people get introduced because all the progress you've made the previous eight weeks. Yep. Well, now I've got to start over with my story again. So, um, yeah, 100% agree with that. Yep. So
0: care groups are not discipleship. Um, yep. The bigger the group gets, the weaker the discipleship gets. Um, I think we uh, we kind of hit on this when we talked about Sunday service not being mm-hmm. being uh, discipleship, but mm-hmm. discipleship is not about numbers. It's not about um we have the biggest D group, we have the biggest life group, we have yeah. the biggest this group, you know. Um, I always remember growing up in Southern Baptist churches and thinking, oh, the Sunday school classes that have 100 people in them, those are the best classes. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case.
1: I would, I would go further with this. I would say that Sunday school is not discipleship. No, it's not. Sunday school is an extension, should be an extension of the sermon. Yes, yes, it should. Where discussion is happening, happening based on the sermon you heard, it should be a continuation of that. Yes, but it should not replace the true discipleship. I, I would say if your group has more than five people in it, mm-hmm. discipleship is very difficult.
0: Or if the if your group is one person getting up and teaching a Bible lesson, and then everybody leaving, that's just that's church. not
1: discipleship. That's just church. Yeah, or a, uh. Not a sermon, uh, a lecture. It's a
0: a Bible study
1: or a lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you know that mm-hmm. again. These things are not bad in and of themselves, but they should not be what's disi- what's labeled
1: as discipleship in your life. They cannot replace legitimate discipleship. Because yes, discipleship is a two way street. Discipleship um, assumes vulnerability from all parties involved. Um, discipleship's not you sitting in and not contributing, right? And no matter how big the group is, like I feel like there should be. S- you should definitely be speaking. Mm-hmm. At some point during the meeting, yeah. if it, if you're calling it a discipleship, then everyone in the group should be able to speak. Yeah, everyone should be f- should have the freedom to speak. Yes.
0: I'm I'm going to come back to our next point. I'm going to skip down to our, our our last what's last on the notes here, but okay. the the next one is it should not be all fun and games. Um you know if if the only thing that your discipleship group does is go play games, see movies, they don't ever do anything else. Um you know, hunting shooting things Traveling to Alaska to, you know, whatever. If that's if that's the foundation of your group, if that's what makes your group your group, then um, see our discussion on country clubs. You're a country club, you know. If your if your D group only plays
1: golf, then you're not a D group. You're a golf club. <laughs> you're 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 a golf club that kind of maybe sometimes talks about Jesus, but not yes. in like a deep meaningful way. Mm-mm. Like like if if the guys in your group don't don't have the freedom to say. Hey man, can we can we you know just hang out in the clubhouse for a little bit? I gotta talk about some stuff or yeah. you know, don't need to go to the duck blind because XYZ, whatever. Yeah. Um, if the focus of your group is to do the activity and not actually talk about Jesus and talk about true discipleship or yeah. talk through a study in the Bible, then it's not a discipleship group. No. And again, like we've talked about, those things aren't bad. No those, those things in and of themselves aren't bad. When they replace discipleship, mm-hmm. they've become eh, – this may get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. If your discipleship group is based around an activity and you don't actually talk about Jesus or your your group doesn't happen at, apart from that activity, if you don't meet with the guys doing sitting around the table just chatting it up, whatever – then that activity may be an idol in your life.
0: mm Hmm. Hey now, you better stop saying.
1: that. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: You are not wrong, and that is that is exactly why I said it should not be all fun and games, yeah. because
1: you you when can't have you can't have deep meaningful conversations on hole nine on the on the green. You know, you, you no, you can't you can't have a you can't you don't talk when you're hunting because, I mean, I I don't know I've never gone hunting but like, I'm assuming you can't talk too much when you're out in the woods, or no, you scare all animals
0: away. So not I, a whole lot. I, I don't just know. I've never been hunting either. Yeah, so.
1: like if you're not in an environment where two way commu- I keep coming back to that two way street two way communication yeah. thing, but like if you're not in an environment where two way communication is encouraged and accepted. Then it's kind of difficult to call whatever it is discipleship. Yeah, call well, it I mean, a call it a mission trip. Call it a Christian brothers getaway. Like call yeah. it something. Call it something else. Don't call it discipleship. Yeah,
0: that's anything other than discipleship. So um, the last thing, and I think this is a this is a great point to kind of wrap it up on what it's not is discipleship is not about duplicating you, mm. and you know. This is uh, the reason I wanted to finish up on this point was because we have talked a lot about imitation and and in Philippians Paul even says imitate me as I imitate Christ yeah um and and yes learning from and and this is where the mentor and mentee thing comes in yes you're going to teach things to people and you're going to uh, help other believers younger believers understand how to grow in their faith. Yeah. And that means that they are going to be like you in some areas, but they're not going to be duplications of you, right? And they should not be duplications of you. Nobody was a duplication of Paul. Timothy wasn't a duplication of Paul. Shoot, no one was a duplication of Jesus. Let's go back no. to the let's go to the top. <laughs> let's let's just go back there. If you're duplicating Jesus, you're perfect, and we have something else to talk about at that point. But right. you know, no,
1: but um, you're right. I mean, everybody. You will be very much like whoever your mentor is, mm-hmm. but you're going to do things a little different. I mean, think about your relationship with your parents. Yeah, like me and my dad, very different people, but the mm-hmm. way we react to things, the way we interact with other people, is very similar. Yeah, and that's just a a result of me spending a lot of a lot of time with my father. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're in discipleship, you're the, I struggle with the idea of like somebody leading, leading a discipleship group because you should mm-hmm. all be going through it together. And I think maybe it's more like facilitator. So like yeah, the facilitator of the group, like the people that are not facilitating will probably follow or mm-hmm. pick up things on, but you're always going to put your own spin on things.
0: Yes. And, and, and the thing is, I think this is so important for our culture today because everything in our culture today says that you have to be exactly like me or we're uh, essentially we're enemies. Yeah. You know, if you don't agree with me on 100% on everything, then you are my enemy and I don't like you. Right. And we've created a culture of mutual exclusivity in so many areas that, that I I think it's going to begin to become a detriment to our society, you know, because when you create that culture or that persona of mutual exclusivity and everything, all you do is create more and more tribes yeah. and all the tribes begin to fight. And eventually what you're going to have is nothing but a tribal war. Yeah. And so I, I think it's very important for us to understand that discipleship is not duplicating you. Discipleship is not about making more little yous. It's about pointing all of our disciples, or if you are a disciple, make sure that the person who is discipling you is pointing you to Christ and saying, this is the person you need to be imitating. This is the person that you need to set your standards by. Don't look at me. I may teach you a few good things, but don't set your standards by me. Set your standards by Christ. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so when you have that when you have that mentality going into discipleship I think you have the foundation for a really good group that will grow and people can learn guys and girls can learn from each other and we can better point all of us to Christ and represent Christ out in the world yes so there's a little bit on discipleship hope you enjoyed that just a little just a little bit Um, let us know what you think Um, Michael would you pray for us as we uh, finish our time on discipleship tonight absolutely
1: I can do that let's do it All right. so God thank you uh, for today thank you for the discussion Anthony and I have had tonight about discipleship what that means what that doesn't mean Um, God I pray that it's challenged uh, somebody who who needs to, to hear that and maybe reevaluate uh, their own uh, relationship with discipleship, God. I know it's challenged myself um, as far as making sure I'm in community and um, being poured into and pouring out of myself into other people, God. And so I just pray that that uh, same thing has happened for somebody else tonight. God, I pray for uh, everyone who's listening to this podcast the coming week. Um, I pray that um, you just help them to... Uh, see their need for you, see their need to uh, be in community, see their need to be in a discipleship uh, group of some kind and, and so that they can grow to be more like Jesus, so they can be grow to be um, just a reflection of, of you a reflection of your grace and your love and your mercy, um, so that we, they can pour out and, um, and show that love to um, every single person that they encounter all the people around them, God um, thank you for Um, just who you are and the work that you're doing in us and through us and um, God how you're going to continue to use um, Anthony and I, two guys who just love you and love talking about the things that you have taught us And um, God I pray that you just use us in a mighty way to glorify you Uh, we love you, thank you so much for all you do for us Jesus and we pray this in your name, Amen Amen Anthony Yes If Somebody Wanted to Reach The Beers and Bible podcast On social media
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How would they do that?
0: If you wanted to find us On social media You could find us on Instagram At beers and Bible underscore You can find us on Twitter At beers and Bible P1 You can find us on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible podcast And you can email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. And that is how you can reach us on social media places. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. First try. Thank you. I've been I've been learning from Michael week in and week out. He's been discipling me on how to do that uh, properly, so <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> well we hope you enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed our beer reviews for tonight uh, mine was not very good mine was so bad that I went and got something else for the last half of the bo- the podcast oh nice um, I had a raspberry from Ocean oh, Oyster Oyster City Brewing Company
1: oh, okay cool Yeah, that's good I, I had a 16 ounce beer to begin with so I haven't gotten anything else yet
0: well uh, until next week we hope that your beer stays cold and your bible stays open and we will see you later
1: Peace out.